What up, young world? What up, young world? Welcome to episode five, Savon's Legendary Podcast. Um, first of all, I want to start out with, you know, a big shout out to all of the, you know, the um the emergency uh, service providers that's helping with all of this flooding from Hurricane Ida. You know, I don't think y'all understand. It's very reminiscent um, of um, Hurricane Katrina. But it's affecting the whole southeast, the south, Mississippi, New Orleans, um, New York, New Jersey. The subway is flooded. Look like a scene out of Titanic or something. <clears throat> it's really devastating. Um, I have a friend who is probably going to be watching this podcast, but she has other friends um, that, you know, looked out for her in the past coming to stay with her. Um, and they're like refugees, so to speak, from New Orleans. And they got kids and then they got like there's no place for nobody to go to New Orleans. Like the state government is telling them, like, don't come back either. Like when you leave, don't come back. Not in a malicious way, but it's just not safe. We've seen what Katrina did. And, you know, I just want to prayers, prayers to all the service people that's helping out down there, the, uh, emergency service people. Um, major, major prayers to all of the residents and business owners down there. I mean, it is just. It's it's it's, it's bad. It's real bad. So um, whoever you pray to, as long as it's positive, you know, you know some of y'all, you know, as long as it's positive. Say a prayer for them people, because. It could easily be one of us, easily. Um, so that's how I kind of wanted to start off the show because uh, I am concerned. We all should be concerned. So let's say definitely some prayers. Keep them in your prayers. Keep them in your prayers. All right. So I want to talk about something today that's extremely controversial. Uh, and I can, this things I like, the things I speak on, uh, I, personally firsthand experienced so with that being said i want to ask a question this is for the men and the women by the way uh so the question is in a relationship right if a man verbalizes and communicates to the woman he's in a relationship with that there is a serious lack of intimacy is that man wrong if he goes out and becomes intimate with someone else let me rephrase that is that man wrong for going out being getting some ass okay getting some ass from someone else if his woman he verbalized his complaint with does nothing about does nothing about that is that man wrong for doing that that's what i want to know comment below uh chime in dm me let me know what y'all think man because this is a very you know it's a very sticky topic and it shouldn't be. 
Because I know women that's like, Psh, a woman do that? You might as well go pick the girl out for him. I mean, it's straight like that. It's straight like that. My personal situation, I was with a woman for maybe four, four and a half years. And um, after maybe our first year, year and a half, the intimacy was just wasn't there. Right. So I start, you know, bringing up, hey, yo, listen, hey, your man got needs, mama. What, 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 what? Hey, hey, talk to me. Your man got some needs. <laughs> so and she, you know, oh, yeah, no, you know, I will just I'm sorry. I was working long. I was just tired, you know, things like that. So <clears throat> a year and a half goes by of the complaints. I remember starting to fight a major fight. About it because I'm like if she not giving it to me She giving it to somebody I want to know who it is Somebody got to tell me something Somebody got to tell me something uh, And she You know denied anything like that Was going on or anything like that So long story short <clears throat> Oh man This is I'm making this public Alright um, this is what the Save On Legendary Podcast is all about. It's about transparency and honesty. Okay, so <laughs> so what happened was uh, I go on tour. Okay. I go on tour. And now, mind you, I didn't probably start it maybe 10 fights. We didn't have, not 10 fights. Yeah, we had 10 blowout fights about the lack of intimacy and it was always uh, me getting the short end of the stick in regards to intimacy. And she would make up things like, Oh, my horn, I think my hormones are imbalanced. I'm gonna go see the doctor. Oh, um, I've gained weight and I'm not comfortable with my body. Now, mind you, this is a woman that, you know, we live together. We built a big home together. Okay. And with the doctor thing, I would say, okay, well, uh, did you set a doctor's appointment? Do you want me to go with you? Because I wanted to be a part of it. And, you know, she would, wouldn't go to the doctor's appointment whenever it was. <clears throat> she would say she was uncomfortable because she gained weight, right? We gain weight. We lose weight. Like, that's, we humans. Women probably more often than not because their bodies is kind of set up to hold weight. So they fluctuate maybe perhaps a little bit more than men, perhaps, right? So, um. She says she has a, you know, she gained some weight. She's not comfortable with her body. Now, mind you, we sleep in the same bed. She would go to the bathroom and close the door to get undressed for bed. Weird. To me. Maybe females can help me out. Chime in. Let me know. Uh, but that's what she would do. So I said, you know what? I get it. Let me hire you a personal trainer. Okay. I'll go with you. The trainer can train both of us at the same, like the same time. You're like, you're not alone. I didn't want her to feel like she was by herself in any, you know, kind of challenges she was having, even as an individual. So I make her, uh, I hire a personal trainer. Um, she says, no, you don't have to go. I'll go by myself. So like, okay, no problem. So she, uh, she goes, comes back. I said, Hey, how'd it go? You know, her first, you know, her first day doing it. She said, I don't like, I don't like them. I think I want a female personal trainer. Okay. I find a female personal trainer for her. Um, I booked the appointment for her. She's okay with the appointment time and everything. No problem. It comes around. 
I go do something, play basketball or, you know, you know, work on music or whatever I'm doing. And I come home and she's home. I say, hey, so how did this one go? Did you like did you like her? Was she OK? Uh, I didn't go. OK, what? Wh why? I don't know. I just didn't feel like going. OK, so I need you to sit down right now because we need to talk. I've been having this complaint for years. You are very well, uh, very well aware of this. OK. This is put a pin in that viewers. This is how I view. This is how important sex is to life. Now, watch this. And y'all can y'all can have this, too. I, I won't charge you for this. Do you agree that sex is the biggest part of romance? Mind you, I didn't say all of romance. I said the biggest part, right? Do you agree that sex is the biggest part of romance? Yes. Do, do you agree that romance is the biggest part of love between in, inside of a relationship? Romance is the biggest part of love during love, right? Yes. Okay. Do you agree that love is the biggest part of life? Yes. This is how you know all those things are the biggest part. If you remove sex from romance, do you still got romance? No. If you remove romance from love between a man and a woman that are in a or two people in a relationship, if you remove romance, do you still got love? No. You have other things like loyalty and admiration, but you don't have love. Not in a relationship. If you remove love from life, have you lived a full life? Mm, you probably have not. That's how important those things, those subcategories are to the main category, right? So ultimately, if you remove everything, sex is a very big part of life, right? Okay. With that being said, I sit her down and say, listen. I'm doing everything I can. I'm doing everything I can. Okay. To help you with whatever you need help with. Right. And she didn't do anything about it. Didn't do nothing about it. So, uh, at that point I made up my mind. If I don't, Hand, like get this taken care of so to speak i'm gonna go crazy i'm gonna go crazy so i'm touring back to the tour i'm touring um meet a young lady that my family knew from a long time ago from church days um she finds out i'm on tour and we're going through her city so she comes to the show boom 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 Ends up at the hotel. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. We take a break from the tour. We go home. We're going to go back out, but we go home. And um, later on, the girl I'm with finds out. Now, mind you, I've been having this conversation with her for years now. Watch. It gets crazy. It gets crazier. So, um, yeah, she finds out, comes home crying. I'm, I'll never forget it. I'm in my studio. Um, she comes home, 
she's crying and spitting and slobbing and just so upset. I can't believe I sat down in my little swivel chair, just like the one I'm in right now. This one is actually red, but uh, in my little swivel chair, and I'm looking up at her, and I just let her tee off. I let her, you know, say everything she wants to say and do everything she wants to do, right? Then when she's done, I look up her and I say, are you finished? <laughs> like a bird man on a, <laughs> a breakfast club. Are we done? Are we finished? <laughs> because by that time, mentally, I was checked out. I was checked out. This is years. Just to put it in. Co- and, and, and once again, I looked up, I looked at her and I said, you know, are we done? Are you finished? She sat down in a chair in my studio and I asked her, I said, I have one question for you. And only one question. And that question is, what did you expect to happen? Yeah. Crickets. Right. So, is a man wrong for seeking intimacy elsewhere if his woman is unwilling now all she listen i'm gonna keep it a whole buck i thought that in my head like she knew like i'm touring like i'm Savon. like i've never had a problem necessarily with the opposite sex like she she'd been knowing me for years like north of a decade even before we was together she knew like i never it was you know it's in, in the lifestyle is kind of always there right but i didn't want nobody else i just wanted her and I let that be known, but she just, I, she wouldn't, she would put it like this. We were intimate and y'all, y'all ready. Y'all ready to get your mind blown. Are y'all ready to get your mind blown? This is all facts, all facts. Me and this, me and this particular female were together four or four and a half years. We were intimate 16 times. I'll let that marinate. Y'all can feel free to do the math. I've already done it. Trust me, it's very easy math to do, unfortunately. But it is the truth. Now, my friends that know me best, or really anybody that know this story, first thing they say is what? Savon, how in the world, how in the whole hell can you be in a relationship like that? The short answer is, I don't know. The longer answer is, believe it or not, we were best friends before. And that's, I was very reluctant to even go into this relationship. Very reluctant. So how it happened was I was with another female and this female was from LA and she turned out to be an escort and I had no idea. And I had moved her here from LA. It was it was, I was heartbroken. It was, and she was like, look, I've been your best friend. I've been holding you down. I'm in love with you. I think it's time for you to give me a chance. I was against it. I was like, no, because if it go bad, I lose my best friend. I lose everything. How many guys out there got a female best friend that you just do not want to cross that line? Y'all got to be careful. Good, good friends, like really good ones, like day ones for real day ones. Not day ones when you get money, not day ones when you're on TV, not day ones when you get a raise, not day ones when it's tax season. 
day one ones. They're very, very difficult to come by. And I was extremely reluctant. But after that, I was so heartbroken. I was like, you know what? You've been there for me, period. You've been there for my mom. Yes, we can try it. I shouldn't have did it. Because in my mind, I'm thinking I've never been in a relationship that started off as a friendship. Never. Never started off as a friendship. So I thought this was perfect. You know, if it goes bad, maybe we can just fall back on our relationship. I mean, our friendship. Very, very poor. It was a very poor judgment of her because it sounded good, but she wasn't that type of person, even though she tried to make me believe it. And I did believe it. So long story short, um, it went way bad. Way, 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 way bad. There's some other details I'll leave out, but there's it went way bad. If you have a friend, don't do that if you value your friendship. She might want you. He might want you. And you might know he's in love with you. You might know she's in love with you. Do Let him be in love. Do not cross that line. That is some relationship advice uh, that you get for free exclusively on Savon's Legendary Podcast. Now, this is why I chose to be with someone else at that point in time. I'm Savon, I'm torn, I'm leaving the house in one in the morning, going to the studio, going here, going there. She didn't give a damn. We'd be in the bed and I'd be like, damn, I gotta go to the studio, it'd be 1.45 in the morning. I could be lying anytime, anything. And I just got to bed and she'd be like, okay, be safe. Roll over and go to sleep. In my head, I'm like, she got to know. She got to know. She got to know. And let me tell y'all something I never told nobody. <laughs> and I'll choose, I'll choose to do it on my podcast. All right. What I believe is that in her head, she was like, I'm just not there for whatever reason. In, like as far as intimacy is concerned. So as long as, you know, he don't get nobody pregnant or whatever, I'm good. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to see it. You know, that's what I think was in her head because you with a guy who's in a public eye and always gone and there's always females around and he's asking you for intimacy and you're not giving it to him. And he tells you that like, you got to know. I just wish that we could have had a conversation like, yo, Savon, listen, I'm not there. I don't know why, but if, if you want to do that and you feel like you need that, you know what? You got my blessing. Just don't make no mistakes and we good. If we could have communicated that and had it been an adult, I was I was willing to have that conversation. I just think I just wish she would have been an adult if if that's how she was feeling. And would have said that, it would have avoided a whole lot of stuff, perhaps, right? So um I don't know how I feel about an open relationship all the way open. And I'm going to sound like a whole hypocrite right now. I already know. I've had this conversation a trillion times. Women that say, um, if a woman allows you to, you know, be with who you want to on the side, as long as it ain't, you know, nobody, you know, trying to take, you know, the main spot or whatever, you're cool with that. But what if she want to do the same thing? Would you be okay with that? I said, oh, fuck, of course not. 
Of course, I, of course, no, never. Like, of course not. Well, I won't say never, but uh, for the foreseeable future. <laughs> uh, of course not. And they say, you're such a hypocrite. So you can do what you want, but she can't. No, it's not what I'm saying. She can do what she wants, just not with me. That's not fair, Savon. That's not fair, Savon. Check this out. I agree. Life ain't fair. I agree. This is why I say that, honestly, though. A question for the females. If you got a man and he satisfies you in every way, you don't want for nothing. Sex is great. He blows your mind every time. He can cook. He cleans. He can cook. You can't cook. He can cook. He does it for you. He, he Listen, he's that guy. He's good at everything for you. Would you have a desire to seek intimacy elsewhere? If you had that already. And it was great. Most women would not. Okay. Um, I do, I do know some women that don't give a damn. They just like variety all the time. They like new, new D. They like new D. Yo, check out this new D. <laughs> That's that old D. I need that new D. No, but um, I know some women like that. But for the most part, most women would, wouldn't desire that, to go seek that out. Okay. This is my theory behind that. Women, to me, and y'all, please correct me. Comment if I'm wrong. Women do not cheat uh, because something they feel like something may be better. Women normally cheat. Well, normally, I mean, shit, it might be normally, but um, women cheat, in my opinion, because of a, because of a lack of something, lack of attention. Lack of compliments, lack of sacrifice, lack of good sex, or a combination of a whole bunch of lacks. But it's 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 because of lacking. Women, let me put y'all in on the secret. And this might be the title of this podcast. Women for you, a man's secret. Check this out. Men don't cheat because of a lack of something men don't cheat for lack we cheat because from a dna standpoint genetically we are just wired to conquer how does that pertain to women well it's the kind of it's kind of the hunt, the capture, the conquer. In this Raw's form. That's me talking from his Raw's form. Now, trust me, I'm not saying any of this is necessarily right or wrong. I'm just saying most men, this is why. You could be, look at look at Eric Benet, Halle Berry. How do you how is Halle Berry not enough? I mean, maybe maybe your sex is bad. I've never slept with Halle Berry. <laughs> I'm not saying that's not on my bucket list. <laughs> but I was just saying, right? But men, we're just wired like that. We, most men, you know? 
And most women are not wired like that. And that's why. That's why if if a woman's like, well, if you can be with some like other people, I want to be able to be with somebody. See, the problem the problem with that is you're doing it out of you're doing it because I'm doing it, not because you feel like you need it or feel like you want to really do it. You're doing it because I'm doing it. Well, if you can do it, I can do it. See, men don't men is not like if you can do it, if I can do it. Men's like, this is I need this. Plus, I got a problem with this because as humans, what have we ever been committed to? Ever. You know what commit first, let's define commitment. Commitment. Commitment is not what you're like, it's not who you're with. It's not what you have that you're committed to. It's it's not having anything else. It's exclusion. Your ex- commitment is not about what you have or who you're with. It's about what you're excluding. Commitment means I'm excluding everything else or everybody else. That's the definition of commitment. To me, don't be going trying to Webster dictionary my ass. That's my that's that's my shit. That's my definition. Now watch this. As humans, what have we ever been committed to? I'll wait. You go in our closets. We got, we don't, we're not even committed to a white shirt. We have several white shirts. We have several hoodies and jackets and boots and shoes and sneakers and flip flops, hats and coats and scarves and earrings and jewelry. We're not even committed to the same food. That's why there's so many genres of food. That's why there's so many different restaurants. If one restaurant was the bomb, why would you go anywhere else ever if you was committed to that restaurant? And I'm not saying you should have to be committed. Society is telling you that you have to be committed in a relationship. We're not, we've never been committed to nothing in our lives as humans. But they want us to be exclusive and committed in a, in a way if we're talking about sexually, it's the one most natural thing in the world is sex. It was sex before it was democracy. It was sex before it was anything. That's how we got here. But they want us to be committed to the most natural thing ever. But we don't have to be committed to nothing else in life. It's to me, it's kind of a mind fuck. Now, I will say this. I have no problem with commitment in the way that it should be a choice versus an obligation. If you choose to be committed, then God bless you. If you choose not to be committed, God bless you. It should be a choice. Society puts it on us like we should be obligated. Obligation. You are obligated to this P and you are obligated to this D. I just think it's a mind fuck. You know, and and then enter then intermarriage. And my question has always been, trust me, I've had this conversation with many married people, many non-married people, many divorced people. 
My question is this. What can you do in marriage that you cannot do that you can't do out of marriage? Now, please miss me with the spiritual scripture. This is excluding spiritual spiritual scripture because there's some religions, believe it or not, that permits multiple wives, et cetera, et cetera. There's multiple multiple cultures that permits multiple wives, husbands, et cetera, et cetera. So please miss me with that. All I want to know is factual. Okay. And people go straight to, well, you get tax breaks when you're married. Well, you can get tax breaks when you're single. Now, listen to me, folks. I'm not against marriage. I'm not against commitment. All I'm simply saying, it's not the only way to be happy in a relationship. And I personally believe marriage is like the military or college. It's simply not for everybody. But that does not mean, let me tell you what I do believe in. I believe in life partners. That's what I believe in. No one wants to get older and go through experiences and all of these, make all of these memories alone. Nobody. I believe in life partners. That's what I believe in. But I believe you can accomplish that without involving the government. That's what I believe. That's the government putting a number on your relationship. And following you around and making sure that number, which is your institution of a relationship, is paying its taxes and is being monitored. They don't want two people together building something that they don't know about. You can live together, have kids together, have stuff in each other's name. You can even switch your last name if you want to without involving the government. That's what I believe. I do believe in life partners. Do I believe in soulmates? No. I think that's silly as shit. That's what I believe. A soulmate, meaning someone who was destined for you and you're destined from them from birth. You know how many people, you know how many people died before you were born and one of them might have been your soulmate and you y'all just y'all just didn't end up on in the same era. <laughs> like a soulmate? Man, look. You better find you somebody that you can tolerate, that can tolerate you. Because watch this. And this is another problem I have with marriage. I'm not the same Savon I was five years ago. I would like to think I'm more refined. But you're not the same person you was five years ago. As a matter of fact, you're not the same person you was five months ago. You've got five more months of experience and knowledge as opposed to who you were five months ago. When you get married, do you know what you're doing? You're promising the future version of yourself who you've never met. You don't know who you're going to be. You could hit the lottery and that could change you. You could, you know, God forbid something happened to you medically and be in a wheelchair the rest of your life. You could. It's a billion things that could happen to you in your future. You've never met that that version of yourself. You've never met that version. Okay, but what you do, you get in front of God and get in front of that pastor and get in front of all your friends and family, and you promise the future version of yourself who you've never met, don't know what they like. They could be the most evil person in the world. You're promising that future version of yourself to 
his future version of himself who he never met. So you, you're counting on what you know now about the future versions of yourselves to be compatible forever. Oh, my. Forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. Shout out to Andre 3000. Shout out to Tony Smalls. Andre 3000's business partner, consultant type of individual. But anyways, forever. That's who, That's how long you're promising someone you've never met to somebody else they've never met. For forever. That's silly. I, have a, I had a wealthy f- uh, friend back, back in Michigan uh, when I used to live there. She was Italian, married, husband owned a construction company. They had a lot of money. Hope they had a lot of paper. And we would hang out. We'd go out to lunch every every now and then, every, every blue moon, maybe once every six months, catch up. And she was like, Savon, I just wish there was a such thing as like, like a term on a marriage, right? Like you get married and it's like, all right, it's been eight years, 10 years. It was great. We got beautiful children. I wish you the best. Uh, that's it. And, the, and But you can opt for another five-year option. <laughs> you could opt in for another term. Like, you know, but it should be a contract that's like, and, and y'all just go. You already know what you're getting. All of that, all of that, right? Some people call that a prenup, but prenup doesn't have a defined term. She was like, it should be a term. This is a married woman with a beautiful kids, a big old house, car, a lot of money. And she still feels that way. So what do y'all think, man? What do y'all I think? Do y'all think, how do y'all feel about monogamy? I think monogamy is tough. I think it's tough. I think commitment's tough. I think having a life partner, someone that you see you guys have a lot in common and you want to see where it goes and, you're ne- and, and that's your person. That's your person. Hopefully, it's not, enough, it's not so much pressure that you can't talk about anything. And that's, that's the problem. And this, this brings me, bring me to one more thing. Now, check this out, y'all. Everybody want the truth in a relationship. Outside of a relationship, everybody wants the truth, especially women. Just tell me the truth. Just tell me the truth. Just tell me, tell me, tell me the truth. I can handle it. Just be honest is what they say, right? And then what happens? You tell them the truth. How could you? Wait, 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 wait. You asked for it. Yeah, but I didn't. And so what ultimately happens is you create a liar. You create a liar. Because guess what? It's safer to lie. Because you don't get all you don't get crucified for telling your truth. And, and everybody wants the truth. And the cliche is, you can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. Right? This is the problem, man. That's why so many liars 
because we're all human. We all fuck up. We all are fuck ups, man. We are. We are. As long as you to be human is to be a fuck up. And we go around judging people that fuck up. When we are at least as fucked up, minimum, bare minimum, because we all we all have the same issues most of the time and we all fail those tests most of the time. So when someone tells you their truth, instead of saying. I get it, I'm not sure what I would have did in that situation either, I get it. I get it. I ain't mad at you at all. You hungry? Let's go get something to eat. And blow it off. Don't make it, don't highlight it. Don't make it look like it's a big thing. That's, and, and you make it comfortable. That's what's wrong with us. We don't, that's why so many liars. I don't blame the liar most of the time. Sometimes I do. But most of the time, I don't blame the liar. I blame the person they're lying to because that person didn't do something to make that person comfortable enough to be able to tell the truth. They didn't make them feel safe enough to tell their truth. That's why they're lying to you. Because we're so judgmental. We're so judgmental. When we fucked up, go look at our closet. Skull and bones falling out that we got whole Halloween skeleton costumes falling we got so many skeletons in our class we got ghouls and ghosts and shit we got a, a, a walk-in cemetery fuck <laughs> we got it. We got you, you open a closet motherfucker, a witch fly out on a broom <laughs> we got skeletons in our closet man what and we got the nerve to judge people we're sick we're sick individuals this is coming from a hip hop touring TV show producing movie scoring writer. And I'm fucked up. I got a music award. I got millions of spins and views and made bought Benzes with music money. I didn't done all of that. And I'm fucked up. But I'm no more fucked up than anybody else. That's why I really I do my best not to judge people. I really do. And y'all really need to take some of that advice. Stop judging people. And when somebody feels safe enough, even if for a moment to tell you they truth, embrace it and appreciate that you did something to make them feel that comfortable and then duplicate that feeling again and then again and then again. And maybe people will be more honest with you. But you judge them or you may not judge them to their face. But then as soon as they leave, you hop on the phone with somebody and be like, girl, you ain't even girl. I can't. But this bitch didn't. Uh, uh, bop, bop, bop. Come on, man. You got your gossiping ass. I hate gossipers. Oh, man. This is a heavy topic. This is a heavy topic. Y'all got to comment and let me know what y'all think. Comment let me know what y'all think. About the whole gambit. Commitment. Monogamy. Life partners. Marriage. Soulmates. How do y'all feel about it? I want to know. I gave y'all a big old chunk of how I feel about it. 
Oh, open relationships. How y'all feel about that? To all my fellas, listen to this. Check this out. If you go, if your girl was like, look. With that note, we're going to take a quick break and listen to some music. I know y'all wondering why I just paused like that. I just got a text and it's judging. So. This is what we're going to do. I love my man Chosen. He is an indie artist who has a dope new record that I heard on the radio with my man Blue and Nick Cannon. And it's called Surfboard. So we're going to listen to it. Y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Let's do it. Dean, don't want to see me win my free sword. Bro, we not the same. I'm not the one, bitch. I'm so out your range. And people complain. They say the life that I live is insane. Caught me the coop and I'm gon' blow the brain. We give it smoke, don't jump on this train. Ain't no really the range. Play with a bro, I'ma knock out your brain. I do not want to fame. Long as we good, then I cannot complain. These bitches gon' get paid. Our kids don't get straight. They ban me again, I'm gon' be the case. When I get this scared, I'm gon' wanna raise. These niggas last, I'm winning this race. I'm hopping my board and I'm catching the wave. Said I'm hopping my board and I'm catching a wave. Smoking OG got me so out of space. I surfboard. What I gotta work for? Pain inside, I hurt more. Dean don't wanna see me win my left wrist. Free Zorbo, shoot DR. Got no time for cheat. Ballin' like it's we sports. Oh, wait, surfboard. What I gotta work for? Pain inside, I Don't wanna see me win my free sword. 
that was my man Chosen with Surfboard. These nigga don't want to see me with my left or Love that record, man. Listen, go follow him. I'll look him up. It's called Surfboard. The way you spell his name is K-H-O-S-E-N. Okay? Uh, once again, sorry for that abrupt stop. Listen, y'all, stop texting me, uh, commenting when I'm doing my podcast. Okay? This is Savon's Legendary Podcast, not Savon's Interrupted Podcast. I know y'all got comments. Uh, it's all good. So, um, I'm going to leave y'all on this note. Okay? Do whatever makes you happy. When my dad died, I learned that life is short. It's short. Okay? You got to be happy. And watch this. No one is responsible for your happiness except you. Did y'all get that? No one is responsible for your happiness. Well, I left because I wasn't happy no more. So you, <laughs> so you leave them and remain with yourself. <laughs> but you're, not, you're responsible. Y'all grow up, man. Grow the fuck up. Y'all responsible for your own happiness. Nobody else. Let me tell y'all something. It's the problem. This problem with relationships. We're all looking for somebody to be our cake. Let me tell y'all something. Before you get with somebody, have your own. You're your own cake. That person is simply supposed to be the icing on your cake. Because without the icing, you still got a good cake. That's how it should be. Leaning on people to make you happy. That's sad. What does that say about what you've chose to do with your life up to that point? Build your own beautiful cake. It could be as moist or as dry or as sweet or as whatever. You can put pudding in the middle of that motherfucker. Shit. That's your cake. And there should be and they should be simply the icing. Relationships always go awry. When people start leaning on other people to take care of them and be their cake and make them happy. I can't make you happy. I can't make you happy. I can't, I can't make you happy. And you can't make me happy. Okay? I have to, I have to decide what I'm going to do for myself to be happy. If I do that, if you leave, I'm still happy. I can still live my life. I can still move forward. That's how y'all should really approach this thing. And if you don't have your own cake, and I don't mean money when I say cake, I mean your own stable individualism that you're satisfied with at this point in your life. If you don't have that, it's okay. It's never too late to get it. It's never too late to get it. With that being said, the message for today is be your own cake. This has been episode five, Savon's legendary podcast. I love y'all. Stay safe out there. 
be your own cake. Peace, young world. Legendary podcast. Legendary podcast. Legendary podcast.